0: talking about, sir. The price of freedom is dead. The price of freedom is... The price of freedom is... The price of freedom The bomb with pounds. The powerful at twelve and a half thousand tons a half The bomb exploded within 100 pounds. I'll fight whiter than any white What price are you talking about? Is there real shit to turn it up? You got that, we burn it up, Rebel music for your airways. And we don't give a fuck about your airplay, we hit that stage and tear it up. Let's get of us. This that real shit so turn it up. If you got that, we burn it up. Rebel music for your airways. And we don't give a fuck about your airplay. We hit that stage and tear it up. They so get of us. And I grew up on that crucial conflict, do or die, bone and twister. 12 years old, smoking swishers. Shorty with the older head, sipping forties, cash, pulling gats, fix your hat, what you thinking about, folks up in to What color means more than your kin Let me get shorts off that Newport Cause this life is too short These are the tales that we tell so well When you define by what you want And why they gotta judge us anyway Like the pigs who used to pull us over everyday Right in front of the crib. Sick of this shit To me it's more than the game Like Lebron James I chose to go with the heat My poetry deep I represent the souls of the street I peed and game, then I put the flow to the beat To keep them heads knocking, dropping jams Ghetto gospel hands fresh Like you in a pair A new Jace Shit's will turn it up. If you got that we burn it up, rebel music for your airways, and we don't give a fuck about your airplane, we hit the stage and tear it up. They scared of us, this that real shit so turn it up. If you got that we burn it up, rebel music for your airways, and we don't give a fuck about your airplane. We hit the stage and tear it up. Welcome to the Ursa Major space station. Using our unique and proprietary multi-tap digital delay technology, it can synthesize virtually any space. From the natural to the supernatural. The sp- we're off to the zoo, we're off to the zoo where the animals live and play. My city is like a zoo, my city is like a zoo, these crackers keep us in cages, we're crazy when we get loose. We're off to the zoo, we're off to the zoo, where the animals live and play. My city is like a zoo, my city is like a zoo, these crackers keep us in cages, we're crazy when we get loose.
1: Census records counting a nation's population are computerized. So are income tax returns, bank accounts, bills from stores and utility companies, driving, fishing, and hunting licenses, school records, and airline reservations. The space shuttle and other complex machinery depend on computers in order to function properly. There are computers in schools, offices, factories, and private homes.
0: I don't like you. I don't like you i don't like you today i don't like you i don't like you just get out of my way Trust yes. I don't like you, I don't like you, I don't like you today. I don't like you, I don't like you, just get out of my way. They're they're dried out.
1: Sometimes they have to kill us. They have to kill us. Because they can't break our
0: spirits. song-length samples of B.B.U. and A Tribe Called Red, as well as garbage from the end of the universe. We hope that you enjoy your ride and the following story.
1: Too long to find a job. The repetitive interviews have been both soul sucking and demeaning. The interview process is designed to place you under pressure, make you nervous, and to make you feel inferior. You have to prove yourself in order to survive. If you can't pass the test, you can't eat. Why would you be excited to work in a textile warehouse? Uh, because you will give me money in exchange for my time and I'll be able to eat next week? Being an unskilled laborer without a college degree doesn't leave you with a lot of options. Certainly certainly not ones to be excited about. The question of why you would be excited to work for us has been asked at almost every interview I went to. The honest answer would be that I am not excited at all to scrub your toilets, wash your clothes, ship your cheese, and lick your boots. Basically, to be your lackey, your grunt laborer, to do things that you are too important to do yourself. Most of the questions asked at an interview, like the one I just mentioned, are meant to determine how well you can kiss ass to see how submissive you are. They lie and make it seem like they want to make sure you'd be a good member for their team. Team implies people working together, when it's actually not a team at all. It's a machine and they're the ones pushing the buttons. A couple of times, I thought I did it right. This one's it, I've got a job. One guy emailed me and told me I had a job. I wrote him back, two days later, still no response. I called him, and when he answered the phone, he said he was in the middle of training his new hire. Why would he do that? Tell someone they have a job, ignore them, and rip the hope right out from under them? Another lady also told me I was hired. She said she was so excited to find me and work with me. Your first training day will be Thursday, she says. I show up and she introduced me to another lady named Tammy. I fucking hate the name Tammy. She told me she was going to train me and Tammy together. At the end of the day, back at the office, the boss bitch tells us the truth is that she can only hire one of us. Breaks a broom in half and tells us to fight to the death for the job. Okay, that last part was a joke. But it really did seem like some kind of game. Let them work as if they think they have job security. The one who scores the most points wins. The last one I'll mention was the couple who needed farm help. On lunch break, they brought up how they want to pay less than minimum wage. They're just a small business and don't think minimum wage is fair to people who can't afford it. I proceeded to remind them what it would be like to live on less than minimum wage. And I didn't get the job. Not that I really wanted to work for someone who didn't care if their employees were able to survive. You're a
0: swine, and I'm saying that's an insult to the pig In a power that you dig Why don't you lay your hand down In that unconsecrated ground Well, was she a mother, or was she a bride To defile and to blister, to gnaw at her side Is this the end of the world? Now that you've finished your life
1: After meeting so many thoughtless asshats, careless bosses, disorganized bitches, and cold-hearted businessmen, after two months, 200 cover letters and resumes sent out, 100 responses, 50 interviews, and 50 rejections, I was feeling a bit frustrated. My need for a job was growing stronger, while my enthusiasm was dying. My, infres- my frustration was going through the roof, while my savings were dwindling. I didn't even have a job yet, and the bosses were killing me. While drinking some beer to cool my frustration, I decided once again to cruise Craigslist for some work. That is when I found an ad for an entry-level warehouse position. The ad itself didn't have very much information in it. No company name, no description of duties performed. But it did contain the words, no experience necessary, and a link to send a resume to. Ah heck, why not? A quick cover letter and a click on the link later, I was on an oddly bland web page, Light yellow background and minimal words. Click here to send resume. Still no real description of the job offered. Again, I click. A blank box to copy and paste my resume and contact information appears. I do as the website suggests and give them a copy, feeling a little blind and hopeless. The very next day, I received a phone call from the company's recruiter. He said about five different company names, told me very little about the actual job, and asked me if I wanted to come by for an interview. I tried to ask questions about the nature of the position, but they seemed to be smoothly sliding off this man who called himself a recruiter like water on baking grease. I got the feeling that this man's job was to collect the desperately unemployed for a company that runs employees to the ground. Feeling a bit skeptical, I agree to come in for an interview. Interview 51.
0: I need $600 by the end of the week. Kill my landlord.
1: I find myself at a building that looks like a corporate headquarters office building. Go to the top floor and walk through the wooden double doors into a reception area. A woman at the desk greets me and tells me to check in and have a seat. She's one of those people that looks well put together, too well put together. Not one hair out of place, like she photoshops herself every morning and sends her digital image to work. I was offered coffee or water and then ignored for over an hour while I sat in the waiting room. It was silent and seemed eerily still for an office building. Occasionally, the silence was broken by the sound of the photoshopped woman's high heels clicking across the floor. Chill, my landlord. The wait was over. A man walked into the waiting room, looked at his list, and called my name out loud, as if I was the only person in the waiting room, and he was searching for me in a crowd of people. I stood up, walked over to him, shook his hand, and followed him to a door at the end of a small hallway. The room behind the door was blank. Nothing in it but a small round table and two chairs. We sat down and he began asking me a few questions. Not the standard bullshit interview questions. He asked me quick, practical questions. How do I feel about the commute? Do I know how to use hand tools? How do I feel about punctuality? Then I got to ask him a few questions of my own. What does this job entail? Who would I be working for? I got short answers that gave me a better idea of what the job is, but he still seemed a bit conversationally slippery on the subject. His short answer was I would be working in production for a company that makes equipment for construction sites. Then he pulled out a computer and told me I was going to watch a quick video. He says the video is 7 minutes long and he will be back in exactly 10. The video seemed to be simultaneously explaining what working in production meant and avoiding any facts on the subject. Then the man came back into the room and asked me if I would like to go to a second round interview. Even though I was a bit annoyed with the lack of facts I had obtained about this job, I couldn't pass on a second round interview. I was told that round two was a group interview and punctuality was stressed. I was not told how this group interview would be performed. Round two round two interview was going to take place the following morning. I went home and tried to convince myself to fall asleep early. It wasn't working, so I checked my email. I had one new message in my inbox. The title was Prove It. Having no idea what it was and feeling a bit curious, I opened the email. Inside was a link and a minimal set of instructions. I was to be taking a timed test called prove it. Upon clicking the link, I found myself at another bland light yellow webpage. In the center of the webpage, there was a button that said begin. Click and the test begins. Multiple choice questions on basic math and safety issues the machine uh, the machine is running should you st- uh ah, what My computer just click and the test begins multiple choice questions on basic math and safety issues the machine is running should you stick your hand in it a yes if your supervisor tells you to do so b yes if you think you can do it without getting hurt c if you bet your coworkers that you wouldn't lose the whole finger. D, none of the above. The second round interview was at the production The second round interview was at the production facility at 7 a.m. Punctuality was stressed. So I showed up at 6.30. It was still dark outside as I walked into the lobby. I was told to sign in and to have a seat. There was no one else there. Twenty minutes later, people started to trickle in. Coming in out of the parking lot and into the lobby to wait with me. Soon the lobby was packed with other candidates for the job. I was starting to become worried that we were all vying for the same position or a a limited amount of positions. At 7 a.m., people were still arriving at the... At 7 a.m., people At 7 a.m., people were still arriving, and the lobby was getting a bit crowded. 30 people or so, and late ones still showing up. People were awkwardly chatting, and seemed to feel as nervous as I felt. The drone of machines in the background was my soundtrack, as I stared at the wall, wondering what to expect. It wasn't until 7.30 that somebody came into the lobby to collect the group that was now so large that people didn't have much room to stand in. We were brought to a large cafeteria and seated at a few tables that had been pushed together in the corner. I sat down and immediately regretted my seating choice. I was facing the wall, and my back was to the rest of the cafeteria. I would not be able to to watch anything that was going on, making me even more nervous. In the brief view of the room that I had, uh, uh. in the brief view of the room that I had, I saw that the rest of the cafeteria was empty, besides the interviewees and two people with clipboards. One of the people with clipboards came to the table and told us to remain seated until our names were called. Fifteen more minutes went by until the first person was called. Having my back to the room and not wanting to appear fidgety by looking over my shoulder made me wonder what this person was being called towards. So I waited blindly as they called more people's names. The process was slow, and in about 20 minutes, they had only called seven people. I couldn't even ask someone what was going on because none of them ever came back to the table. Where was my name on this list? How long will I have to wait? It couldn't be that long, right? My hopes were soon dashed when they brought in 10 more people from the lobby and the, new one, uh, the newcomers were being called before I was. In my peripherals, I could see that the sun had come up. My clock reads 8am. Has it really been over an hour? What the fuck is happening behind me? Finally, my name is called. I stand up and turn around and get my first view of what's really happening in this cafeteria. I was stunned to realize how much was going on behind my back why wasn't i able to hear it all there were seven more lunch tables with four people sitting at each table two interviewers and two interviewees i was guided to an open position it's time for me to put a smile on my face and pretend this all makes sense to me it was brief my interviewer asked me five questions about hand tools, shook my hand, and pointed me toward another table in the corner where I was to sit. So there I was, sitting with my back to the room at another corner table. Nobody told me why I was sitting at this table, but it felt like punishment. Have I done something wrong? What am I waiting for now? One other person was sent to sit next to me. We waited together for five minutes. One of the clipboard-toting people came up and directed us to the lobby. In the lobby, I was told to drive back to the office building I was at yesterday. Be there by 9 a.m., don't be late. The clipboard walked away before I had a chance to ask what's happening. Throughout this whole process, it seems that people are avoiding telling me what's happening, like keeping me confused was advantageous to them. Shuffle me from one spot to the next. See if I follow instructions. I left the lobby and began to walk to my car. In the parking lot, I ran into my neighbor from the second table. We compared notes and our experiences seemed pretty identical, except for the fact that the clipboard man told him to be at the office building at 9 15. Kill
0: my, kill 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 my dollars body into the, the wick i need six hundred dollars body into the, the wick i need six hundred dollars body into the, the wick i need six hundred dollars body into the, the wick i need six hundred dollars body into the, the wick I need $600 by the end of the week.